And I invite everybody to go to your Bible. Are you, we are going to read some verses from the letter of Paul, Colossians. We go to the chapter number three. And we are going to read from the verse one to verse four. Colossians chapter three, verse one to four. Since then, you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on early things, for you have died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let's pray. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you for the gift of this day, a day that we didn't create, Lord. We thank you for the gift of this space to be able to get together, to be able to worship you, give thanks as well for all the blessings we have received. I'm asking, Lord, that uh, we will be present to hear your word and learn from you in the way that we can get transformed. I ask all of this, Lord, in the name of the powerful name of Jesus Christ, your son. And everybody say, Amen, Amen, Amen. Good morning, Covenant. Buenos dias, Covenant. I am one of the pastors here at Covenant. I lead a Hispanic ministry here. And it's a pleasure for me to be able to be part of this series, How I Met the Father. And in order to do that, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my country, Colombia, the country where I was born. And also I'm going to tell you a specific legend that was born in Colombia, that probably you heard about it. Colombia is one of the most biodiverse countries in the world. It's the second one after Brazil. So I invite you to go and visit Colombia and have a vacation there. Colombia is also one of the most biodiverse countries in the world. Before the Spanish colonization in the 15th century, we used to have or we had around 85 indigenous ethnic groups. And this legend that I'm going to tell you was born from the Muiscas, the Muiscas. They live close by to Bogota, the capital of Colombia. And in that place, there were a lot of gold, a lot of silver, a lot of emeralds. And they believed their God was in the deepers, in the deeper of a lake called Guatavita. And I want you to pronounce this word, Guatavita. We're going to learn. We're going to learn Guatavita very well. Exactly. God was in the deepest of this particular lake. And the way that they worshiped God, their God, was basically with a raft that was made in wood. 
and also put gold, covered in gold, and they put a lot of gold on that particular raft, and the cacique, which is the chief of the tribe, get with other leaders, spiritual leaders, and go from one border until the, the middle of the lake. In the meantime, everybody was singing and worshiping their God. When they arrived in the middle of the lake, the cacique, the chief, raised their hand and everybody got quiet. He jumped into the water. He was covered in gold, gold dust. And then getting again into the raft and he started throwing the gold to the God. Well, the Europeans heard about this and they got crazy to get the God. The gold that was on the lake. Trying to find the lake, trying to find the gold. They start coming to our country in the 16th century, 17th century. Historians tell that people die looking for that particular lake and the gold. People were dying. People get also killed themselves when they sold all the property in order to get the lake and the gold. If you have the opportunity to go to the museum in Colombia, you will be able to see one replica that was found in the 1979, but it was built in the 15th and 16th century. That's a replica I was telling about. Everybody was looking for El Dorado. That's the legend I want to tell you. And the reason why I tell this legend is because I was one who was looking as well for El Dorado, for El Ron Dorado. And that was my work. That was my performance. I was looking for El Dorado all my life since after, before I met the father. Before I met the father, I was doing all possible to work and to get recognition and to get the money, wealth, to be able to have happiness. That was my, that was my goal. That was like the Europeans looking for El Dorado. I was raised in a Catholic family, very Catholic. We used to go every single Sunday to Mass. I studied in the primary, uh, secondary, in Catholic schools. I studied the Bible. We studied also catechisms. So I have this knowledge about God, but I haven't met God. My gospel, it was like a sin management model. If I get, if I commit any sin, what I, I know I need to do is basically go to the Father through a priest, confess my sins, do what the priest was telling me, and I will be right with God. That was my sin management model. If it wasn't, if it wasn't for sin, I don't need God. I need God just to manage my sins. That was part of what I was living at that particular time. To start working, I started working for my El Dorado again. And I did, I studied computer science. I did all what I can to be able to raise in this letter in Colombia to get to the next position, next position, next position. 
I noticed I started working for American companies, and I noticed that the people that get raised, they, they, they basically come to the United States to study and also speak a very good English. So I did that. I was single. I saw everything, came here, study, returned to my country. I did the first one, but not the second one. Speaking a good English is still work in progress for me. <laughs> work in progress. And then something happened in Colombia in the years where it was not safe. We have a, a kidnapping issue, security issue in Colombia with my wife. And we start deciding to move to another country. Thanks God, a company I was working for invited me to come to the United States to continue expanding the business in Latin America. And I said, okay, let, let, let's, let's move. Let's take this opportunity. And we did. 22 years ago, 23 years ago, we did it. And we came and I continued doing the same, the same model. I continued working for my El Dorado in my career. And it was working, but it was difficult, more difficult. Being an immigrant is difficult for those who have lived in another country. You feel alone. You don't know the language completely. In our Latino countries, we are very close. Family helps you, like probably you, but, but there's, more, there's more help. And, and we came with, with one, my first son, and then the other one was born. And we were alone, and it was difficult. But I continued to do this game to find my El Dorado through my work. And because I was working for Latin America, I was traveling a lot, a lot. Monday to Friday, almost every week, almost every two weeks as well. I, I can tell you the one time, at one time when I was arriving to Houston, when we didn't have this global entry, global entry uh, system, I have to meet the, uh, the immigration officer. At one point, he told me, Mr. Vargas, without looking to my passport, he received and said, Mr. Vargas, you and me need to change the job. I have been so many years doing this job, and you are doing the same. I noticed that, that the, it was start breaking and I getting broken about what's happening. I didn't find really fulfillment. I, I didn't find, I was not happy. I was empty. I was start asking questions, what is this all about? What is reality? What, who is blessed? Who is blessed? And I start asking this question. I start reading a lot of books. I like reading, so I start reading a lot of books. New Age, Nirvana, some other, some other whatever came to me myself, I was started trying to find the responses to that particular question. I even create a blog, and I want to tell you quickly about this, that was called Ser Feliz Hoy. I bought the domain at that time. The blogs were kind of the, the, the mode to, 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 to tell you the story. So I said, I'm going to write about this. And I started writing about all the books that I was reading, all the books that I was reading and put it in a, in a, in a blog. In Spanish, in English, it's called, it was called BeHappyToday.com. And people, I noticed people start responding to the same questions. They start sending me comments and say, yes, I have the same. I am in the same boat that you are. 
Even my heart was so broken, then I said, maybe I need to monitor this block. And I put some Google Ads at the end. I didn't get too much money. But, but, but that, was, that was what I was feeling at that particular moment. Then the Holy Spirit helped us to move to another church, a Methodist church. And I started resonating with the message from the pastor. He was a person who was also married like me, experienced the same kind of situations. And I started coming back and studying the Bible. And that's when I came to the books of Colossians. The books of Colossians was written by Paul for the Colossians who he didn't know them. He was, Paul was in jail and he wrote to the Colossians because they have false beliefs. And he wanted to express the possibility to get transformed, to have really the possibility to become like Christ. So he wrote in a very easy way to follow. And I invite you to go one chapter before. We're going to read Colossians chapter 2, verse 2 to 3. Again, Colossians chapter 2, verse 2 to 3. He's writing to the Colossians and he said, My goal is that they might be encouraging her in heart and united in love so that I may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they might know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. United in love. I, I understood the importance of community. I was missing that. The church, what we are, united in God. Everybody praying for everybody. Even interpreting the Bible in, in our small groups. That's power in that one. It got me the need to continue worshiping together. And the full riches of complete understanding, the mystery of God is Christ. I had the wrong, the wrong El Dorado. My El Dorado was, should be Christ. Paul also wrote, I don't, he says, he's telling us that the ultimate goal really for Paul was to know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in the fellowship of the, of the church, of the church. So God's mystery, that's the other thing I, I came to understand. God mystery is not like a timetable events. Christ was born. Christ was, was, was killed. And in order that we have eternal life and, and Christ was resurrected. No. Salvation is not the purpose. Not having the ticket only to get salvation. You are invited to be part of the purpose of God to be able to create a new earth, a new heaven, to create, to participate in the kingdom of God. It's not a matter to get your ticket to heaven. You have the possibility to be part of this particular project that God has. And then, and then I went 
to chapter 3. And the verse 2 hit me. Verse 3 hit me. Chapter 3, verses 1 to 4. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things about where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things about not on earthly things. For you have died on your life, and, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. The verse number three, for you die. This healing. I was dead. I was looking for the Ron El Dorado. I was dead. And I like, like also like, like Paul in, in Romans chapter 6 is talking about because I'm, I have Christ in me. The Holy Spirit is in me. My past is Christ's past. My future is Christ's future. I am united with Christ. A cosmic union, a divine union. Christ is in me. Christ is in me. His past is my past. His future is his future. I am right now seated at the right hand of God. That impacted me very hard. And my old self, Darius' old self, is gone. He's gone. I, mean, I became hungry for God. And I started practicing what he said. He said, Paul said, set, think about things above and also set your mind above. In a way, he was telling us, put one foot here on earth and one foot in heaven. Start thinking heaven and start seeking heaven all the time. Start seeking heaven and start looking for heaven. Start looking where God is working. Where is God working? Just participate of that. I read a book from Dallas Wheeler that is called, it's called The Divine Conspiracy. And this particular book also gave me the sense that, that we are invited to participate in this project, that the God's plan that has for us. But always seeking heaven, thinking heaven, and see where you can participate in that God's plan. And I start doing that. At this particular moment, I knew about God, but I haven't met the Father. So I started praying, God, show me what is going to be my next step. What is going to be my next step? And I heard the voice, go and serve in the prison. Go to the prison. And I heard it very, clear, very clearly. And I said, I haven't been in prison. I came to this country. I was trying to avoid the prison. I don't want to go to prison. How, how I can do that? And I asked in the church that I was attending, and somebody told me, yes, we have a ministry. Somebody and gave me the number, and I went there. And I started meeting with these friends, Christian friends from different denominations. 
And during the following years, I started doing prison ministry with the, with the youth, with, with the youth, with Epiphany, also with the adults, with Kairos, doing the different places. And it was there that I met the father. In one of the services in Hallsville, Texas, one of the healing services that I was prepared for them, for the inmates, I experienced the peace of God, that my sins were forgiven, that he is my savior. And I was crying, and everybody in that kind of a revival was happening right there. And all the inmates as well were feeling the same. And I knew this is the Father. He forgave all my sins. My sins were forgiven forever. And he was inside of me. So the, the, the power of the Holy Spirit as well was present. And I noticed there is transformation as well. I noticed there is transformation but because some of the inmates were also when I was participating, giving their life for God as well, to Jesus Christ. And the people that we were serving as well were transformed together. The power of the Holy Spirit was present. Was present. Was there. The book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 8, became a reality for me. Because at the beginning, I didn't think the spiritual reality was possible. I didn't believe the book of Acts was possible for my life. Now I saw it. And it was possible. It was possible. The book of Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So I met the Father, serving the Father. I could be different for you. But the invitation, the invitation is, is that you seek heaven and think heaven, and he will show you the next step. I continue working, and that was my prayer after the jail experience. And, and I, I was praying and saying, God, what is next? And the response was covenant. And I say yes. And I say yes. It has been the most adventurous life that you can experience. Because the life in this physical world has limits. But the life in the kingdom of God, there is no limits at all. There is no limits at all. The Europeans made a mistake. They didn't recognize the mystery of God even when they were going to the lake of Guatavita. I'm going to show you the lake because the lake exists. It's very close to Bogota. This lake, they miss it. It's beautiful. They, they didn't see God in nature. But because they were looking the Ron El Dorado and and looking about the richness of this earth, they killed Indians. They tried to destroy it as well, the lake, 
and try to lower the level. They couldn't empty the lake. The lake is still there, and they miss it. So friends, this is the invitation. The invitation is that you seek, and also that you think about heaven right now, right now. And Father will show you what is going to be the next step for you. My prayer is that you don't have a Dorado purpose in your life that is wrong. My prayer is that El Dorado that you have will be always Christ. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity to learn about you. And we ask, Lord, that that desire to look for you, to encounter the mystery of God, will be real for each of us. And that we, we can walk with you in every step we do. We ask, Lord, as well, that all of that are here can experience the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord. That when they go outside of this, your, your buildings, your, your church, Lord, your temple, they can experience in real life. We ask all of this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. And now I invite you to extend a hand to our brother Dario as we pray for God to continue blessing his testimony. Father God, we thank you for your beloved son, Dario Vargas. And we thank you for his ministry to us. And we thank you for his testimony. Lord, if, uh, if there are people in this room who resonate with his story of chasing the wrong El Dorado, Shift their hearts. Make them open. Let them be inspired by Dario's story of seeking and finding, being found. Thank you for how you have called him. Thank you for how you have sent him. And we pray that you would continue to pour out your blessings upon him as you continue to call continue to send. Use him and be with him by the power of your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name.